what do you call it? GIF? Is that what you call them? GIF. 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 Whatever you call them. The pictures that move. I sent the one of uh, We call those uh, movies, Lane. Uh, I guess Most I moving right pictures. In, boy, I walked right into that one, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, I sent one of those pictures of... Uh, wasn't it Terrell Owens that was crying in his new, in his press conference and saying that's my quarterback? Yeah. Wasn't it him? Yeah, yeah I, sent a, I sent a video of him doing that. That's my quarterback. Talking about Trey Lowe. Are you looking for the spot to kick back, relax, and talk all things Southern Miss? Well, you're in the right place. No need for the calculator here, Poindexter. We're average Joes who are passionate fans. This is for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Welcome to the Everyday Eagles Podcast. Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Everyday Eagles Podcast. We're excited to have y'all on. Um, I just got through watching Yellowstone, the season premiere, um, but my good friend and co-host Lane Brady does not watch Yellowstone, so we may have to get a new co-host after this show. But what's well, up, Chuck, Lane? Chuck, I just I refuse to follow the flow of what everybody else watches. So the way this generally works out is. I don't watch the show that everyone else is watching. And then like three years later, I watch the first two episodes just to see like, what was all that fuss about anyway? And then I get hooked on it. And then I try to talk to people about it and I get made fun of for not watching it when it was popular. That's true. Lane actually just watched the season finale of Lost a couple of days ago. So no, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not quite that bad, but like I did it. I did that with the walking dead. And like, I remember going to people and being like, I really like this character, and it was in season one oh, God. or two, and they'd be like, oh, I don't even remember that person. I just, well, okay, I guess they're about to die. And then I usually a, it did happen, so it was spoilers, a lot of them, because of that. Yeah, I was a little late to the Walking Dead party. I think I started watching season three or four. So I did it with Breaking Bad, too. and I had I've never seen Breaking Bad. Shout out to Kyle here, a good friend of mine. I don't know if he actually listens to our show, but if he does. If he's a good friend, he should listen. That's right. I'm going to tell him to listen to this one because I'm talking about him. But my buddy right. Kyle told me to to watch Breaking Bad. And I tried and, like, couldn't get through the first two episodes. I just felt dirty. You know what I'm saying? And Because uh, you're a finally, teacher. Finally, he told me to push through and watch, like, the first five episodes before I drew a conclusion. I got hooked on it and finished it. He, he was a good friend, man. Every time I tried to talk to him about it, he'd just be like, just talk to me when you're done. <laughs> so he didn't want to really, you know he didn't right. want to he said i will definitely spoiler alert something for you if you start talking to me about it so hooked on breaking um, bad i did i got hooked on it was a good show um so. i uh i saw the girl that was hooked on phonics once did you yeah yeah so I'm, currently i'm i'm watching uh through brooklyn 99 again for like the third time i love God. that show I'm watching Sorry. Blue Bloods, but uh, we got a we got a a good guest tonight um, that I'm gonna go tell ahead and us bring about in. your guest, Chuck. Uh, the legendary Shane Williamson. What's up, Shane? Wow, that's a, I don't know if I can live up to that hype. You could totally yeah, live up to that hype, man. Thank y'all for having me on here. This might be the best thing I've ever done. 
Hey man, we're we're excited. We're excited you're on here. It's a it's one put of the it best guests resume. we've ever had. Yeah, put it on your resume. Yeah, it was, it's already on there. Already on there. there <laughs> Not that you're looking for another job, but Dude, you know, yeah, yeah, he, he likes his job. Good on the portfolio. The portfolio. <laughs> Shane, do you watch uh, Yellowstone or or any of the shows we talked about? Yeah, I've seen all. The, I have not seen Yellowstone. I've watched one episode of Yellowstone. Okay, I, I may wait till it finishes, and that way I can just go all the way through it. We'll see. I got you. Yeah, yeah that is you. the benefit of doing it the way yeah. I do it. I never have to wait on like the cliffhanger yeah. endings. Like I, I can just would, roll yeah, right into the and, next one. Yeah, lost season and Breaking yeah. Bad. All those I waited. They were done. Lost I never have to wait. Now I never have to wait to get answers. So. It's a pretty good setup, I guess. You got you got answers from Lost because I'm still confused about Lost. No, somebody could explain it. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be never, great. if you know, please email us. I've actually never watched Lost. Is that uh, bad? Yeah, no, don't don't waste your time. Okay. Yeah, but uh, I'll take your word for it. Take my word for it. Um, Shane, we like to ask everybody these uh, first questions, but uh, why are you a Southern Miss fan or an Everyday Eagle? Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I went to Southern Miss in the fall of 98, so been a fan for quite a while. Before that, I went to a few games growing up, not a not a ton, a couple of football, a couple of baseball, but fall of 98 when I came to school, jumped on board with everything. Been a fan I, didn't even know, I didn't even know they had football back in 98. <laughs> Man, <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, Lee, Roberts, just... Lee Roberts was Lee Roberts. that year. We had an offense. Yeah, we, yeah right, right, right. We uh we had Lee Roberts on the show a couple of weeks ago. Actually, probably a couple of months ago now. Yeah, I, I like yeah. Lee, but the, yeah, we had a that's when we had a good offense, and then they struggled offensively for a few years. Yeah, yeah, that. we're getting it back though. We're getting it back. Um, second question, kind of spinning off that is, what is your favorite Southern Miss moment? Yeah, man, there's probably a few, but one easy one: the '03 baseball season. That's first uh-huh. year we hosted a regional. That was just a fun year. Um, everybody talks about the TCU football game where they tore down the goalpost. That's another good one. I was there for that. Mm-hmm. But I re- the, probably one of the better ones was the New Orleans Bowl against Troy. Yeah. When we had to come back and beat him when DeAndre Brown broke his leg. Uh, man, that was I was there for that. That was, yeah. that was a good game. We had to come from behind a win. Downtown DeAndre Brown, as John Cox <laughs> likes to call him. That's him. Well, I'm telling you, when that leg was just flopping there, man, oh, I was man. like, oh. That was rough. Yeah, I was sitting in the end zone there where he yeah. did it. it was tough. Yeah. Insane. Of course, we thought there was no way we we're going to win that game. Oh no, yeah. no, we we uh, we were on Troy Boys podcast a couple weeks ago, and we uh, we had to bring that up to him. And, um, <laughs> blocked that, there. blocked the, uh, the yeah, point or whatever it was. Yeah, they're they're still <laughs> holding a little grudge about it. But uh, I, I think remember. I literally remember three things from that game. I was on the sideline that game. That was my freshman year, I think. And, uh, like, I was a equipment manager that game on the sideline. And I distinctly remember three things from that game. I remember Austin Davis running speed option to the left and pitching the ball straight into the corner's hands for a pick six. I remember DeAndre Brown breaking his leg, and then I remember blocking the extra point to win. I don't remember anything else from that game. Right. We got a penalty right off the bat because we wore the gold uniform. Yeah. Worth it. Yeah. That's the first time we wore them. <laughs> yeah. That's Fedora's first year. That was a good year. We that was, yeah. Two and it six. Was. Had to win the last four games to get to a bowl. Mm-hmm. I think that was so. A good season. 
we're kind of in that we got to win. They got to win one of the next two to to yeah. be eligible. That doesn't mean we'll get one. It just means we'll be eligible. Right. That's a win. If we get eligible, that's a win. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Not a losing. Not a losing season. Yep. Let's just win both. Make sure we're in there. I, I'm all for that. Right. All right, Lane. Why don't you kick us off in tonight's topic, man, or today's topic? Well, holy cow, Chuck. Let's just jump right into it then. Holy cow! Chuck, from this last weekend, what player or play made you say, holy cow? Well, I'm going to have to give it to, um, I think Jay Stanley gets my holy cow of the week. Got that interception, had a couple tackles. Um Gave us a chance to win kind of towards at the end. Uh, so my holy cow player would be Jay Stanley. Although there are a lot of other notables, as you like to call them, Lane, that, that uh, could have could have definitely taken this away. But uh, I think Shane's got a different one than me. Shane, who was your holy cow? Holy cow. Is it a Harry Carey holy cow? It is a it Harry Carey holy cow. Nice. It is. Go Cubs. Go Cubs. Perfect. Uh, holy yeah, cow, it kind of played right into Chuck's hand there as a Cubs yeah. fan. I'm a Braves fan, but. Same. You know. I'm with you on that. Uh, man, Trey Lowe, how about 295 passing yards? The first time we've had an actual passing game, and I don't know how long. I mean, a uh, little disappointing the the running game didn't hold up, but to be able to throw for 300 yards, we hadn't done that, and it seems like years. Right. So that was fun to watch. We're going to have to throw the ball to win some games. You know what impressed me the most about Lowe? I mean, you know, you mentioned this 295-yard. He had a good night. Uh, what impressed me the most was he was composed the yeah. entire game. No pitch, Not right. once did, did you really see him get rattled. You never really, like, the camera would pan to his face, and he was just having fun, man. He was smiling. It was almost like you could tell he finally got a shot this year, and he was excited about it, you know? Uh that was just fun to watch for me. He got sacked six times. You know, I always got to look at sack numbers. He, he, he wasn't protected. You know, and I mean, I hate to say that and call out people, but yeah. he wasn't very protected. You know, he there was plenty of opportunity for him to feel rushed a lot uh, on Saturday, and for him to feel frazzled. He just, guys, he was just well composed. He was smiling. He got sacked. He get up smiling, ready for the next play. He threw a touchdown. He get up smiling, ready for the next play. He just. I was impressed with his demeanor, so I agree with you on that one. That's a good one. Yeah, Doctor Trey, Doctor Trelo, right? Doesn't he yeah. have his doctorate now? Yeah, or he's, in, or he's about to, about to have it. Yeah, for sure. So when he threw that touchdown pass, I sent a uh, what do you call it? GIF? Is that what you call them? GIF, 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 GIF. whatever you call them. The pictures that move. <laughs> I sent the one of uh, we call those movie. movies, Lane. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Most I moving right pictures. In. Boy, I walked right into that one, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, I sent one of those pictures of, uh, wasn't it Terrell Owens that was crying in his new, his press conference and saying, that's my quarterback? Yeah. Wasn't it him? I yeah, think I, so. sent a, I sent a video of him doing that. That's my quarterback, talking about Trey Lowe. So, well, it was fun to watch, yeah. man. It was. It was a lot of and you know, I do want to say, you know, that was our second, I guess, primetime ESPN game. Um, and both times the Eagles have, you know, put up a fight. You know, we won the first game, obviously. And then last night on ESPNU or sat, uh, Saturday night on ESPNU, um I was I was impressed. I, I think we were one or two plays away from winning that game. 
Oh, yeah, oh, we, we were. Sure. Mm-hmm. We gave ourselves a chance with your guy in the interception. All right. All right. You're correct. Lane, who is your holy cow? Holy cow, Jason Brownlee. This feels like cheating to throw his name out there here. He had six catches for 123 yards. One of them was a 46-yard big catch. That, that uh, And, guys, that one, I don't know if y'all remember it, the long catch he had. I thought he scored at first, but he stepped out. Mm-hmm. But uh, he um, it was on, I believe, third or fourth down late in the game, and he converted. Yeah. Big conversion. So Brownlee had some big moments uh, Saturday. He didn't end up scoring, but um, but he had definitely had some big plays uh, in the receiving game. So he would be my holy cow player. He he stepped up on the yeah. big stage. So for sure, there are a lot of players that stepped up. Did we ever find out what Eric Scott Jr. did? No, they it, it baffled me. They wouldn't show the replay, right? And they didn't say what it was. And and like you see him, you know, arguing, you know, like, "What are you talking about? Like what?" And nobody saw what happened. Like yeah. I text all our people, and nobody, nobody said anything. Nobody saw anything. Like so, uh, you know, I know they probably don't want to show unsportsmanlike stuff on TV, but. But for the player to be ejected, you feel I mean, like... we want to see what he did. Like, right. at least let us know yeah. why he got ejected. Like, I don't. I was kind of disappointed with the broadcast team for that one. I, you know, I feel like if you're going to eject our kid, we at least need to know what why he's getting ejected. At least. So, some other notables from the game, guys. Uh, just going to run through some of these here. Frank Gore Jr. completed a pass. I just feel like that's a notable thing. Yeah. Um, and well, he rocketed that. He rocketed that thing too. I don't know if y'all like. You remember the pass? It was like a slant pass, and he threw. I mean, I'm talking. He dang near knocked the receiver down with it. It was mm-hmm. impressive. Uh, rushing wise, Gore led the way with 46 rushing yards. Um, Kenyon Clay scored a touchdown. Boy, Kenyon Clay runs hard, guys. Yeah. I like watching that dude run a football, man. He's a he's a tough. Kid. And is he a freshman or a sophomore? He's freshman. Yeah, I thought so. Freshman. Yeah, so, yeah, freshman from Union High School, Union, Mississippi. So, um, yeah, we got we got some more years of fun with him, man. He he's a tough runner. I like him a lot. Uh, so moving on, some uh, receiving leaders for us here. Uh, Frank Gore came in second. Five catches for 90 yards. Uh, Ty Mims had a touchdown catch, the long touchdown catch of the day. He called it uh, It was a little corner pass in the end zone thrown by Trey Lowe. Uh, he also had five catches for 57 yards. And give my tight end some love, right, Cole <laughs> Three catches for 35 yards, but his big one was a 30-yard catch, and it was in a big moment of the game, too. So, And and, and you back to the question there, why not throw it to him more? I don't know. I don't just, understand it. Throw it to the he, tight end. Just throw it to the tight some, end. He's made some he? big he plays. He was like three for three, wasn't he? And like he caught all three of his uh, I don't have targets. Yeah. But it don't have targets on the side, but I don't remember him dropping anything. That's what so I'm saying. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, so leading the way defensively was Santrell Latham. He had eight tackles. Uh, two of those were for a loss. One was a sack. He played well. Uh, you saw Latham all over the screen. 
on Saturday, guys. And he, uh, boy, there was some hits passed in this game too. Mm-hmm. I was, that was exciting to see, man. Somebody in one of the groups we're in mentioned it, it reminded them of, of like, remember Tacumbo of Bonaconda smoking Sam Hunt whenever he played at UAB and kind of, yeah, told there was several licks that looked like that. Uh, Dalen Gill had seven tackles, um, two tackles for loss. Um, so, that kid's going to, yeah. I wish, I yeah. wish we had him another year. Dom Kiwan, kind of our pass rush specialist, got another sack. And, uh, Lakevious Daniel got a pick. So, um, all in all, guys, you know, looking at that game, honestly, guys, at the start of the game, when we gave up 17 points right off the bat, well, mm-hmm. I'm trying, I try to be positive with Southern Miss. I promise I do every minute, you know. When we gave up 17 points right off the bat, I'll be honest, boys. I thought I thought this game was about to get out of hand in a hurry. Yeah. And uh and our guys really fought back and um clawed their way back in. We got some tough kids, we know we do. Um, but it was just good to see them fight their way back into that one. We could have won it, should have won it, I think. Uh yeah. just kind of who was an old coach you say uh, I never lost a game. I just ran out of time. This one felt mm-hmm. like we just ran out of time, you know. Um, oh, 100%. But you know, you got to move forward and and get ready for another one. We're still searching for that sixth win. And I think I I think Coastal will be ranked this week. I think they'll break into the top 25. Well, they were they're in they're top twenty five on the rankings. I looked at when I picked our pick for this week. So maybe, okay. maybe it updates on Sunday. Maybe it does. So, yeah, they they were in there. They were like twenty third or twenty fourth. Yeah, Troy's ranked. So that's that's yeah that's is Troy ranked? Yeah, I think Troy's ranked now. So that's four teams that we played. Tulane. Yep. Tulane. Liberty is Liberty still ranked? I'm not sure if they're ranked. I think they lost. Okay. I don't know. But they, they only got two losses, yeah. I mean. So. so we played, I mean, and all of those games, except for maybe the Troy game, was close. You know? yep. All right. Well, anything else you guys want to add to this game? Uh, no, I, I think we did our best against the Teal Tidal Wave that they kept saying. The yeah. Teal Tidal Wave. Just ran into the Teal Tidal Wave. Look, man, Dale said he was excited about the teal turf. And I was excited <laughs> too. But guys, I genuinely hated their turf. Like, I didn't like it either. Not trying to dog another Sunbelt team, but man, that turf. It's, it's kind of it's, it's ugly. It's too much, man. I fu- like when I first turned it on, I thought my TV, something had gone wrong. Yeah. With it. And I knew off. they had teal turf, but I was like, man, what happened to the quality of my. Like, you know, I was like, normally I got better video quality than this. And then it cut to a commercial. And I was like, oh, wow, that's literally their turf. Literally. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it's it's just kind of funny, man. I don't know. So You'd like to see us come back and win that one when we got the interception had the chance to. And right. that could have been a statement game for Southern Miss to come back and win it. We just weren't able to. You'd like, us, like to see us get over that hump, just be able to, to make the plays when we need to make it to, to win a game. True story. You just you can't get sacked in a big moment. You gotta protect the quarterback. The quarterback's gotta get rid of the ball, you know, quicker. It's just all around, man, you can't give up six sacks. That that mm-hmm. hurt us. To me, that's the number that 
changed the game. And obviously we can blame Sachs when that was how the game ended, but it's just it was disappointing. We had our shot and we didn't get it. But we got another one this week. Y'all ready to turn the page? Let's turn the page. All right, let's get to Can't Waits then. Can't wait. So Chuck, what about this upcoming matchup with the South Alabama Jaguars makes you say I can't wait? Well, Lane, thank you for asking. Um, the last two games, I feel like our defense has struggled a little bit. Um, you know, our defensive line uh, wasn't as strong as they normally have been. I'm not saying that, that it's all defense's fault, but, I mean, Southern Miss is, you know, the nasty bunch for a reason. Um, so I'm anxious to see how the defense is going to respond to kind of getting knocked around the last two games. and. Um, you know, seeing what they can do to stop the run, uh, stop the pass, just seeing what they can do um, to to get that name back, that Nasty Bunch name back. Yeah, I I think the Nasty Bunch had a good game to build off of with Coastal. I think so, yeah. We, I mean, we kind of had them bottled up. After the 17 points we gave up, we had them pretty well bottled up. The rest I agree. Of the yeah. I just think we were a little shell shot coming out. I, I think don't know, so, too. Just, I don't know, maybe that we were blinded by the turf. I don't know, but I, I think our defense came out and played really, really well uh, this, after, the, yeah. after the 17 points, and hopefully we start this game like that and, and have a good night. So I agree. I agree with that. All right, Shane, what about this week's game makes you say can't, can't wait? wait? I can't wait to see our offense click on all cylinders. Um, we've ran the ball decent most of the year. Um, obviously, the last game, throwing for 300 yards. If we can put put that together with the passing game and the running game, and it'll feel like the Southern Miss offense of, of some years past. And I can't wait to see that. I think that we're close. We're we're close. And if we can just just put it together, I mean, we with our defense, we'll be unstoppable. And I think we're close to it. All right, Shane. Over under Trey Logo for another 300 yard game. Well, technically, he was at 295, so he didn't do it yet. So let's, I mean, I'd, I'd yeah. be happy with 250, 270, yeah. and yeah. just run the ball for about 100, 150, about 150 yards as well. That'd be um, good. That, that's what we need. So if he goes 250, I'm fine. South Al's averaging, giving up 210 a game. In the air, total? total? In the air. In the air, okay. Let's get air raid. That just felt per. That just felt pertinent to the conversation right there. A little bit, yeah. Wouldn't be prudent. <laughs> All right. All right, so I can't wait. Again, this kind of piggybacks off of what Shane just said. The main matchup I want to see is I can't wait to see if Trey Lowe frees us up a little bit to run the football. And the reason why is because Frank Gore has his work ahead of him on our offensive line. South Alabama's defensive front, uh, they've actually given up less rushing yards on the season than we have, guys. And we brag about how good our defense is. South Alabama stops the run, and they stop it well. Okay, they average, uh, you know, not, not to bore you with too many stats here, but they're averaging giving up 85 yards on the ground a game. That's you know, that's that's some pretty good numbers for a defense. Uh, so 
you know, and, and our numbers, we have similar numbers, but we definitely have given up more yards on the ground this season than they have. It also hurts to have a game where you gave up 388 to Georgia State. So the, the numbers got a little padded there. But um, when you look at it stat-wise, guys, that's South Alabama's real strength to me is their run defense. So mm-hmm. that's something that I want to see if we can find a way to run the football or or do we just wholesale that and say, all right, let's, let's throw this thing around? <laughs> you know, like, do we just say, all right, Trey, here's your shot. Go beat go beat South Al. You right. know, I just kind of want to see how our offense handles a defensive front that prides itself so much on stopping the run. So looking at South Alabama by the numbers, guys, I, I'll just go ahead and dive into South Al and give us the rundown on them. Looking at them by the numbers. Um, they have more rushing and passing yards than we do. They're beating us in both categories, and they have a great rushing defense. Um, passing defense, I think they're pretty average. They're not bad by any means. They're just, you know, they didn't put up some eye-popping number on pass game, you know, on their defensive pass. Uh, you know, they're stopping the pass. But, um, yeah, guys, they, they've got a good defense. Their offense has put up better numbers than we have this year, which we know we kind of had our struggles here and there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the, the deal with South Alabama is we just got to find a way to stop, mainly stop their rushing attack to me. Uh, LaDamian Webb is the main runner we got to worry about. That's the running back, number three. Um, he's a big one for us to have to keep an eye on this season. He's got 13 touchdowns. That number jumps out to me. So, number three, running the football for South Al is a big one to stop there. Uh, Passing-wise, Carter Bradley is the starting quarterback, number two. Boy, they made it easy with their numbers, didn't they? Number two and number three. Um, So, Carter Bradley, he has 19 touchdowns on the season, but he's thrown seven picks. So, people have forced some turnovers here and there on him. Uh, Would love to see the nasty bunch come away with a few this week. And receiving-wise, their main receiver, they got they got three of them. They're kind of up there near the top in receiving. So you got number zero, Jalen Wayne, number four, Colin Lacey, and number nine, Devin Voison. So um, the main guys to watch for for South Alabama for the Jaguars, number zero, four, and nine receiving, number three rushing, and number two passing. So that's their offense as a whole. Defense, the tackle leaders are number four, 22, and two. So James Miller, Trey Kaiser, and Jaden Biosun. So he also plays defense. So I called his name for receiving earlier, too. So he's kind of a two-way guy. That's pretty unique. So uh, that's that's the Jaguars at a glance, guys. Um, What's their record this year, Lane? So South Alabama right now is sitting at eight and two overall, five and one in the conference. So they're actually they're playing for um they're playing for a shot for that Sun Belt. They're playing for their what South Alabama needs is to win this week and they need Troy to lose and they'll win this side of the conference. Mm-hmm. So they're actually playing for our side of the conference right now. They need a little bit of help from Louisiana Monroe on Troy. But they definitely have a lot to play for right now. So South Alabama's five and one, and Troy's five and one, right? 
Yeah, but South Alabama's one loss was to Troy, so Troy to holds Troy, the right. tiebreak. So if they both win, Troy's the this side of the champions. Unless, well, next week we still got next week, right? That's right, but that's yeah. what that's what you got. You know, that's what you're looking at. So, um, another interesting storyline here. I always like to just throw this up. Um. Uh, interesting storyline coming into this game. South Alabama's head football coach is Kane Womack. Do any of y'all know? You probably know, uh, Chuck. I think I've said this before on the show. Do, uh, do you guys know, Shane, do you know where Kane Womack went to college? Was he a local guy? Yep. you know where he went? Uh, I know he's from, something. He's got Mississippi ties. Yeah. He, he played yeah. at Southern Miss. Okay. He was a tight end, played for Larry Fedora during those okay. years. And they got some they got some other guys on their staff uh that you know that you might have heard of too. Dwight Wilson, he was a running he, he coached uh he coached at Southern Miss back with um Larry Fedora also. They have Logan Grubbs, who's a Hattiesburg guy. Uh he's 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 from Hattiesburg. Right. He has Hattiesburg ties. So there's several, and Logan's their uh, director of football development. So there's several South Alabama guys with Southern Miss ties and Hattiesburg ties. So I did not know like, Logan Grubbs. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he works for the football team over there. So several guys with uh, Southern Miss and Hattiesburg ties going. Uh, Coming back to town, so to speak, coming back for a homecoming. So hopefully we can spoil it. <laughs> yeah. So uh anybody got anything else you want to add for this? Yeah, I mean, we need a crowd. Um that's, that's a big game. I mean, South Alabama's good. They're probably our 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 biggest rival, I would think now. I mean, being as they're in Mobile, but um we need we need a we need a full house there. That's gonna be disappointing if, if the fans don't show up. Right. Especially since it's the last home game, too. Yep. Oh, yeah. They need us. They're going to need us. It's a big game. They're good. I thought Alabama's good. We went from Lafayette having that electric crowd to Georgia State. And, I mean, a lot of that was the weather. Yeah. I know that, too. And Flu bug was going around bad. We didn't make it to that game because our our house had the flu. You didn't want us at that game. <laughs> we all had the flu at our house during the Georgia State game. But um, hopefully, flu bugs kind of made its way out of Hattiesburg, and hopefully, we'll have some pretty weather that that day, and we can bring a crowd to the rock. They should It'll be, be a there. Chilly. It's a fun game. Yeah, yeah, it'd be good football weather. It'd be great. And both teams moment. have a lot they're playing for, so everybody yeah. should be laying it all on the line here. So, no reason why to not show up. Why to not show up at the Rock? Show up, get some tailgating in. Shane, do you tailgate? Man, not really. We uh, generally we're either playing baseball or then I have a little one as well. So we haven't been able to get out there and tailgate like we used to. I'm about Mold. to ask you what position you play in baseball. <laughs> I'm joking with you. <laughs> uh, He's got man. jokes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't get out there as much as we used to. So, it's hard to get out there early with kids all over the place. Yeah. I got you. Well, Chuck, is there anything you want to add to the South oh, Al game? I think that's great. 
fans show up, be loud, show up. let's get after them. So, uh, again, to me, the keys for Southern Miss to win this game, we've got to find a way to have some semblance of a run game against that stout defensive line. Trey Lowe has to show up and be pretty much what he was Saturday, just and, and our defense needs to really have a big night. So I feel like that was like an obvious statement, all three of those, weren't they? <laughs> I feel like it's time for everything to kind of click. Like, we've always yeah. had, you know, the defense has played well most of the year. Um, running game has kind of been in and out. The pass game really hasn't been there. We have not had consistent quarterback play. If we can get consistent quarterback play, then we got a good chance. Oh, yeah. No doubt. So, all right, y'all ready to move into some pickles? Let's pick them. All right, guys. So first off in Pickens, guys, I kind of tried to go with, we have one big ranked game. Why don't we start with that one uh, between two ranked teams? And then I kind of went with some rivalry games. So uh, interesting little spin there. Let's start with the game between two ranked teams here, though. You have the Utah Utes who are sitting at 8-2, and two, number 13 in the country, traveling to Eugene to take on the Oregon Ducks, who are also 8-2, and two, and they are number six in the country. Right now, Oregon opens as favorites by three. Uh, so, Shane, give us your <laughs> expert analysis and your pick. Man, I'll tell you what. you got all these Pac-12 teams that are ranked right now. Like, I was just kind of looking. I mean, you got Utah and Oregon, USC, UCLA. I think, uh, I think there was another one. Like, I don't know anything about these West Coast teams. Like, we don't ever right. – see them play we're all asleep by the time they play <laughs> i mean definitely we've seen enough football all day by the time they come on at midnight i'm done wow. so you know they both of those teams have been been strong the last few years and oregon has old bo nicks up there he got hurt didn't he oh boy let's I look be, let me I, see I, I don't know if he's if he's gonna be out i think i, I thought i saw where he might have got hurt his status is listed as active on ESPN. Okay. So now they might have not updated it yet. That was just yesterday they played. But. And it, it, may, it might not have been anything major as well. So, being as I don't know much about them other than Bo Nix and good quarterback play, Utah, I believe defensively is pretty good. Um, but I'm going to go with the Oregon Ducks and Bo Nix. All right. Chuck, give me your expert analysis and your pick. I think the quack attack is back. I'm gonna have to go with uh, Shane's statement and saying that uh, Bo Nix and the the Oregon Ducks bring it on home. I like the Mighty Ducks reference. You like that? Quack 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 quack. Are we ducks or what? Uh, (laughs) Great movie series. You ever seen that, Shane? Absolutely. Well, yeah. I don't know. You told us your years in school earlier. That might have been after your time. <laughs> no, that was, I'm, that was prime time. 90s, man. That's prime time for me. Prime time, baby. <laughs> I got you. All right. Um. So, by the numbers, guys, Utah's defense has given up less yards allowed per game than Oregon. However, Oregon is averaging significantly more yards per game than Utah. Basically, I say all that to say this. Uh, these two teams are pretty evenly matched. One has a little bit better defense. One has a little bit better offense. Both have, have had stellar quarterback play this year. Both quarterbacks have taken really good care of the football. I think the difference in this game 
is going to be Bucky Irving. Okay. One, he has a fantastic name. Uh, and two, <laughs> Bucky Irving is sitting at 831 yards, two touchdowns rushing for Oregon. Uh, I think he's going to have a big game running the football, and they're going to find a way to win the game. So he only has two Oregon. rushing touchdowns. Yeah, he's got eight hundred thirty-one yards. They have a uh, yeah, they have a they have like a goal line back. Okay, like a full in. back. Yeah, well, not a full back, but just like a heavier back that punches it in. So, Lane, since you're offensive guy, real quick, what's the difference between a full back and a regular running back? Well, fullback is used mainly for blocking. He's back there. Basically, here's the difference here. Fullback, generally, you have two backs in the backfield. One's a blocker and one's a runner. Um, So, in general, the difference in that, like a goal line running back, like I mentioned, is a goal line running back generally is the one carrying the football, not blocking. But a fullback can carry the football, right? I mean, yeah, he can. Mike Allstott scored his fair share of touchdowns back in the day. I know Shane knows about him. Heck yeah, that man, you could not bring him down. <laughs> a juggernaut. <laughs> yeah, that was that that was there in Shane's day. Yeah, well, it, that old pad on the back of, on his neck. Yeah. Neck roll. Uh-huh. Is yeah. the fullback going away? Do y'all think? Spread offense doesn't spread use it much, but what yeah. spread offense does do is spread offense uses a tight end. Tight as end. A fullback. Like, we call him a super back at place I coach at. I call it a super back, which is ironic because that's what Will calls it. But I actually stole that from uh, Gulf Coast calls him that. But, um, but uh, yeah, you've got tight ends. They'll come in there and, and stand up in the backfield, motion around, and kick out people. That's essentially a glorified fullback. Hey, side note, I think this is a, a, a future episode. I think we should do... You know, Southern Miss used to do that football 101. Maybe we should do a podcast 101 and answer a bunch of football questions for like some of the ladies or guys that don't know much about football. I mean, just, a, just an idea. I'm game if y'all want to. So, I mean, not right I, now. I'd be the one asking questions because I right. didn't play a ton of football. I, just know I didn't play a ton either, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm literally. I'm scout. You've got me scouring through Baylor's roster right now, trying to find who has the most rushing touchdowns. But this is not a user friendly site. So, so yeah, I, you know, Bucky Irving, he's got a lot of rushing yards. He's he hadn't scored all the touchdowns for Oregon, but he's a big. He, he's their leading rusher. Um, I think him and Bo Nix they combine to, to bring Oregon to a victory over Utah. I think at the end of the day, Oregon's offense is too much. What about the beginning of the day? Mm. Will it be still be too much? Are you asking me at the start of the game? (laughs) Will it be close to? (laughs) I just does. There's fun. Can you tell we're delirious, guys? Every single game is really close until you kick it off. (laughs) That's true. That's true. (laughs) I've been tied with every team I've ever coached or played against when we kicked the game off. Now, sometimes it was very short thereafter. I was not tied anymore, but. All right, let's move on to the next game here. We're going to go TCU. Let's jump into some rivalry games now. We have TCU versus Baylor. This game is in Waco at Baylor. TCU comes in as the number four team in the country. They are 10-0 on the season. 
Uh, I called them beating Texas. I'm just going to say that. The other two people on the podcast last week, not trying to call y'all out or anything. You got one right out of what? How many? I mean, come on. I still got it right, though. I called TCU beating Texas, and I was right. So just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, So coming into this game, honestly, this feels like kind of a bad pick game here. When I, I feel like the teams are not even close to being even, but TCU's only opening is three-point favorites right now. So, uh, Chuck, go ahead. Ribbit, ribbit, baby. I'm going to go with you, and I'm going to say TCU Horn Frogs takes it to Baylor. All right. <laughs> Shane. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm going to do you look at it, and it's like, why is it – TCU should have no problems at all, but coming off a big win and it was a close game, fought hard. I mean, they may they may have a slip up against Baylor, so they may overlook them a little bit. Um, but there's a lot on the line for TCU being undefeated. Um, they lose this game, that's, that's probably going to put them out of the playoffs. So um, I would expect them to come in and, and beat them ball a lot more than three points. Shane just Lee Corsotis. He did. He did. <laughs> he talked. He, he talked. Not so fast, Baylor. my friends. <laughs> he talked up Baylor the whole way, like he was going to pick Baylor in the last second. There, but TCU's going to win. They got too, TCU's got too much going here. I mean, they're undefeated. Yeah. They get. They they're going to come out. And they're they're going to play. Guys, listen to Max Duggan's stats here. Okay, this dude has twenty five touchdowns to two interceptions. That is unbelievably good. <laughs> Give me TCU and give me TCU by a lot. Like, I'm tempted to find a casino right now and throw money on TCU this game if the spread's only three. So, (laughs) uh, all right, let's move on to another rivalry game here. We got Oklahoma State at Oklahoma. So, uh, and some some polls have Oklahoma State ranked now. The one I looked at earlier today had them at 24th. Uh, Oklahoma comes into this game at seven and three overall, and the Oklahoma Sooners guys get this—they are five and five. They, like us, are trying to become bowl, bowl eligible. eligible. Oklahoma, so that's just hard to wrap your brain around, right? Like, what a fall from grace they have had. So, um, turns out Lincoln Riley must have been really, really good. So, apparently. Uh, Let's go ahead and go Shane first. I will say this. Uh, Oklahoma uh, opens this game as seven-point favorites. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it is at home. I think that gives them some advantage. Uh, you could probably do a toss-up on this game who's actually going to win. I think they both have, have won a, a decent game or two and also turned around and lost to some people they shouldn't have. So, uh, home game, we'll go with Oklahoma. We'll, we'll, we'll make it interesting. All right. Chuck, I you know this was a toss up for me. I don't I don't know a whole lot about either one of these, but I know that uh, Tyler Jackson's granddad would be very upset with me if I didn't go with Oklahoma. So I'm gonna have to go with Oklahoma as well. We are about to clean sweep. Pick the Oklahoma Sooners, guys. Uh, Oklahoma State has Spencer Sanders. He's a great quarterback. But on the flip side, Oklahoma has uh, Dylan Gabriel who was also a fantastic quarterback. If his name sounds familiar, he transferred from UCF to go to uh, Oklahoma. 
And I think the big difference maker in this game ends up being Eric Gray. Again, I'm going with a running back here. This one actually does score, though, Chuck. Uh, Eric Gray, he has over 1,000 yards, actually over 1,100 yards, 10 touchdowns on the season. So okay. Eric Gray's a transfer from Tennessee. So Oklahoma's made some well use of that transfer portal. And uh, I'm going to say they come out of this one with a win. All I do is win, win, win. All right, let's move on to some Sunbelt action. We got Georgia State at James Madison. Georgia State is four and six. Boy, that sounds bad to say right now after yeah. what happened to us. So Georgia State's four and six. James Madison, six and three. Uh, right now, James Madison comes into this game as nine and a half point favorites. They seem to be a clear cut, clear cut favorite by Vegas and also on ESPN the polls analytics has James Madison as seventy four percent of of experts have picked them. So pretty uh pretty one sided on the pick here. So go ahead, Chuck, give us your selection. I'm gonna say, you know, I, I who did Georgia State play last week? Did they lose? Last week they lost to ULM. ULM, oh gosh. Wow. Um, I'm a, I, I mean, I was going to go purple anyway, I, I, but I just wanted to know who they played, but I'm going to go JMU. I think, um, you know, JMU sadly, uh, won't get to play in a bowl game this year, even if they get uh, invited to one. Um, thanks a lot to their conference that they came from, but, uh, I, I, I give it to JMU. All right. Dane. Yeah. I mean, James Madison hopped into the the FBS and I mean they won their first few games and um I mean they're right behind I think Coastal in the East so uh-huh. uh, I would love to pick Georgia State and hope that Georgia State wins out so it doesn't make our loss look as bad as it as right. it does but I think James Matt James Madison will take care of business. I'm gonna go Georgia State here. There's something to be said about being able to run the football and uh Georgia State can run the football. We know that first handed. Um Darren Granger is actually pretty much taken over as the rushing leader for their team too. So their quarterback, uh, it's gonna for them to win. It's gonna take a big game out of Darren Granger, and I I think he's the guy to do it. James Madison has a good quarterback on their end too, so it'd be a fun game. Next we got Old Dominion at App State. Oh boy, this is a big mismatch here on the spread. Here App State comes in as fourteen and a half point favorites. So. Uh, we'll start with Shane. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't think uh, App State to have any problem. I'm am surprised that they're five and five. They have skidded on, but um, Old Dominion is just just not that great this year. So App State to take them. Probably App with the State's on. A, yeah. All right. Go ahead. Uh, yep. Well, this is it in baseball, so I have to give it to App State all the way to. <laughs> all right. Guys, App State is on a two-game losing streak. Wow. On the flip side, Old Dominion is on a four-game losing streak. (laughs) (laughs) Something's got to give, boy. Uh, Somebody's going to walk away a winner. When you look at the stat line, guys, yards allowed and total yards, App State is dominating both of those categories. I would take Chase Bryce over uh, pretty much any of Old Dominion's offensive guys. Um, I would take Chase Bryce. Um, I think he is – 
a difference maker. That's a quarterback for App State. I'm going to give it to App State. So, and I don't even think it's very close, to be honest with you. All right, and our last matchup here, and this is an even bigger, <laughs> even bigger one here, uh, as far as in terms of the spread. 15 and a half point favorites. The Troy Trojans are headed or have Monroe coming into town. It's a home game for Troy. They are 15 and a half point favorites right now. Troy is eight and two overall, five and one in the conference. They're leading our side of the conference, whereas ULM, uh, they are sitting at four and six right now. So go ahead, Chuck. You know, I like my head is 100% He's saying. Gonna do it. He's My head is one hundred percent saying Troy, but I, I do I do feel like this is a trap game for them. I think that they're gonna gonna kind of uh, pull a, a raging Cajun uh, and walk in thinking you know that they're gonna win this easily, and I think they're gonna make some mistakes. And I think uh, I think ULM may actually uh, put up a little fight. I still think Troy comes out on top, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wouldn't shock me if ULM won. Because yeah, I think it's a, Troy. I think, you know what? Just for fun, sorry, Troy boys, I love y'all, but I'm gonna go ULM just to just to make things fun and interesting. Troy boys are happy you picked them. You picked yeah. ULMs. You picked against Troy every week, I, and Troy is currently <laughs> on a let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven game win streak. So hey, every <laughs> every every streak comes to an end. That's true. Shane, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Troy has any problem here. I think <laughs> the spread is there for a reason. Um, but, you know, I, not that I'm a fan of Troy. I think it's another good rivalry for us. But, uh, man, they, they, they should take care of business. Taking care of business. Yeah, I think Troy wins big. I honestly don't think Troy covers the spread, though. Like, that's I, a big spread, man. I wouldn't put money on the covering of the spread, but I do think Troy wins. I think Troy's win by three touchdowns. I think they're the better team here. So and that's it for the pick'ems, guys. Uh and that's it for the that's all the content for the show tonight, unless y'all want to sit around chat and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know that that's safe, to be honest. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> well uh Shane, final word, man. No, I've been, I enjoyed this. Thank y'all for having me. I know we've mentioned it a few times, yeah. so I, I was, I'm glad to be on here and chat a little Southern Miss and a little college football. We're, we're glad to have you on. We'll leave you alone until next season, I guess, now. So <laughs> i have to get you back on. Definitely, um, for sure. But echoing Shane's uh, challenge there, buddy, y'all show up Saturday. Should be cool, good football weather. Um, come say hey to to us we'll either be out tailgating or we'll for sure be in the end zone find us shake hands with us buy us a beer whatever you want to do we'll do we'll take it uh lane you got anything else brother no man i'll see y'all at the rock saturday all right we'll see y'all at the rock saturday and as always southern miss to the top, to the top. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Everyday Eagles podcast. For Southern Miss fans, by Southern Miss fans. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit EverydayEaglesPodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Everyday Eagles Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on the Everyday Eagles podcast. Touchdown!